Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it after the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 25, 50, 45. Here goes Davis. Oh, my God. This is going running all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. And tonight, hey, it was BYOG bring your own guts. And they brought some guts and some heart, and they never quit until the last one. Kick is blocked. Kick it to the Listening to the ESGC uh, podcast network. Every single podcast is a business meeting with a specific purpose and a specific outcome. I have an MBA, securities license, uh, clients net worth $50 and above. And what we want to do is we want to use business and financial concepts in order to predict outcomes, get to the truth, get close to the truth so you can predict outcomes uh, and give you. I think a tremendous amount of college football knowledge that uh, we've been working hard on this and we'll share that knowledge with you. We're up to 32,900, uh, 102 and 64. Actually, uh, yeah, 102 and 64. And we've got some more added on there, but uh, regardless, we're at uh, north of 52 percent, which is break even, and it's very exciting. I know a lot of people wait for the podcast, and I get a lot of messages on the podcast, especially the college football podcast. So, if you're the toughest, smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. So we have Chad Nolan, who uh, starred at Southern Missouri State, starred in the Arena Football League. Right, and he'll be in an NFL sooner than later. His brother's starting quarterback at Oregon State. And chat, you know, what you gotta do, right? If you're you're in the wrong room, so what you have to do get people around you that know more than you do, right? So Chad knows more than me about college football and about playing because he played, I didn't play. So uh, Chad, thank you for joining us. And what are your first thoughts as we get into Man, you know, it's just uh, it's been a long day for me, man. I worked a long day, but uh, you know, this stuff is a is a business for us, you know. And um, you know, after a long day, you can't uh, can't just go to bed. You know, you, you we've been making money all year long, right? Um, so, you know, this is, this is a, you know, just like running a business here and um, that's how we approach it. You know, we're, we're disciplined investors, um, and how we approach it and, 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 and go about this. And I just, um, you know, we had a, had a good college football night tonight, you know, um, little, little three or little, little three in one night and, um, get the bankroll nice, a little, little puffed up for tomorrow. Um, got a lot of games going on, but yeah, I mean, this is our third week of, of, you know, doing all five, all, uh, 
all the power fives we've been building up, you know, we built up the first four, four or five weeks to get to this point. Um, in the last two weeks, we've done a lot of volume and we've had a lot of success. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking, looking to have the same kind of success this week. 100%. Uh, last two weeks, we've been uh, close to 80% Pac-12. And close to 80%, if not 100%, on uh, Big 12 totals. So we look to expand that this week and make us and you money. All right, Chad, let's get into the games. Uh, we'll go fast today. So, you know, people out there, people listening Saturday morning, Make sure you have your notepad out, take notes. Uh, we'll post this as fast as we can on Twitter in the morning, tomorrow morning. So we'll post the, you know, post the podcast tonight, Saturday night. Uh, have your pad, right? And then listen to the insight because we're going to give you fast insight on college football and how to make money on college football. And anybody, you know, Instagram live, go ahead and leave no, uh, comments. I might not get them tonight. But definitely, when I review the comments, uh, definitely we'll write back and give you more insight than you can get anywhere else. All right, Chad, what's the first game we're going to hit? Uh, what, what conference do you want to start with? Yeah, just go in, uh, uh, just go uh, from the spreadsheet. Go, you know, from the Pac-12 down. We won't go right. in logical order. Maybe next week if Chad wants to, we can. Yeah, no, we'll just go, go, we'll go, we'll go conference to conference. So. We'll start with our bread and butter in the Pac-12. Um, you know, we've been 80% the last two weeks. Um, so our first game is Colorado at Oregon State. Um, here we like Colorado plus the 24 um, under the 48 and a half. Um, here, here in this game, you know, my brother, my brother's been banged up. So, you know, we got the, the, the backup quarterback for, for Oregon State in, um, you know, really just kind of been playing, not showing too much. They got, you know, got up going into a bye week to play Washington. They're going to kind of keep the play calling conservative. They're going to be able to run the ball on Colorado. They're going to run the ball. Um, you know, they're not looking to blow them out here. So Colorado, we think, will cover this 24. And it'll be under this, under the 48. So here, you know, we think we're going to get like a, a 31 to, uh, you know, 31 to 10 type game, a 31 to to 14 type game is what we're looking at here. Um, what are your thoughts, Josh? Yeah, uh, Colorado coming off a big win. So it's sort of like um, Stanford as well. Uh, they're coming off a big win against uh, Notre Dame. You know, Chad, better than I, after you come after a big win, after you've been losing the beginning of the season, uh, usually teams go on a streak where they play well. Not necessarily going to win, but play well. They have a young quarterback, McCown. His dad used to play in the NFL. He looks smooth back there with the offense. Uh, with Colorado, much better than what's before. Stanford, the, the new coach they have. Interim coach is a defensive guy. And your brother's saying, yeah, if your brother was playing, we wouldn't pick this game. Because rule number one of betting. Is uh, in the Cindy episode, never bet your own team since Chad's brother sidelined. Then we can't because we're going to look at it objectively without emotion. So, again, Oregon State got bigger fish to fry with pants starting. 
So with a backup in, they're going to do enough to win 24-10, 24-17, keep it under. But 24, 25 points is a lot, especially with a style, or, you know, with a jackhammer package. Uh, Oregon State likes to run the football. So, you know, Colorado's going to run the football as well. Because uh, their only chance is to cut the game in half and then get lucky in the fourth quarter. That spells under all the way, and that spells covering a big line, like 24, which is over a big number. So I would take 24, about the whole point, to make it 25. Makes sense, Chad? Yep, yep, love it. Uh, next game, we got UCLA going up to Oregon here. You know, this is uh, the two undefeated teams in the Pac-12. This is going to be a championship-type atmosphere. Um, you know, these teams could match up later in the year again in a Pac-12 championship-type game. Um, you know, with that being said, we think UCLA here plus seven, taking the dog in this tough dog fight of a game. They should be able to cover the spread. We don't think they're going to win, but we think UCLA will cover the the, the seven. And then, um, yeah, 70 and a half just we think is a little too high for this competitive game with, um, you know, teams that could meet again and teams that have big games coming up, um, you know, later in the year. UCLA still got to play USC. Um, you know, Oregon's got a tough gauntlet at the end of the year. They got to go. They go uh, U- Utah, Washington, Oregon State. Um, that's a tough three games for them, too. So we think both teams will be kind of conservative here. Um, and that'll, that'll lead it to come in, in under the 70 and a half and UCLA covering the seven. 100%. 100%. Like you said, championship uh, atmosphere. So, uh, that spells the under. Yep. Next game, we got Cal, the home dog, against the Washington Huskies. Um, and we like the over 54 here. Um, you know, Cal at home. Washington's got a banged-up defense. Um, they've been giving up points to everybody. Um, Arizona State scored a lot on them. Arizona scored a lot on them. Um so definitely think Cal will be able to keep this one within the eight here. And we like the over 54. Like I said, the defense is banged up. Washington has been giving up points. Um, you know, Cal's shown they can play the shootout style. You know, when they beat Arizona at home a couple of weeks back, they played a shootout style game. So I think Cal will cover this eight and, and uh, it'll be a kind of a shootout style game, uh, you know, getting over this 54, you know, probably something like a, a 35-28 type game here that Washington pulls out late. Big time. Big time. And then Cal, since they had so much trouble with their offense, they made a lot of adjustments this week. You might see some trick plays, special teams plays. That's what we like them to cover. You know, they're playing a team that's really not world beaters. But uh, Cal needs to score this week. Uh, Justin Wilcox wants to keep his job. And they have great corners. They always have great corners. They always have great secondary. All right, what's the next game, Chad? Last game is Stanford at home against um, Arizona State. Stanford coming off that big win against Notre Dame. Um, So in in this one, we like Stanford on the money line um, and under the 53. Um, You know, you look at both these teams just stylistically, you know, Stanford and Arizona State, um, and they, they both both like to run the ball. Um, both, you know, you know, Brian Shaw technically is an offensive guy, right? Right. You know, but uh, but still, they 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 play that defensive style, and, and um, 
and, and run the ball. Then Arizona State, you know, they got a lot of NFL influence there. Right. You know, even though even though Herm's gone, they still got a lot of a lot of a lot of guys on the staff with that NFL experience, and um, you know, they 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 play that put it on the defensive style and, and run that ball, and um, you know, so we we think that Stanford will will, will uh, get this home win, um, and that this one will stay under the fifty three. Hundred percent. Cut the game in half. The slow mesh. Uh, Arizona State has an interim coach, and that's kind of the reason I like Stanford in this situation because uh, Coach Shaw, right? He'll probably be in the College Football Hall of Fame. He does more, you know, more with Lester at Stanford. Harbaugh guy, uh, and coached uh, that quarterback that played for the Indianapolis. Uh, Andrew Luck, uh, just more organized coaching mismatch versus the interim head coach who's a high school coach. Even though Herm Edwards will have that defense going to keep it under. Uh, Emory Jones coming back after a concussion. Uh, but just, just because they're such a mess, right? After losing Herm Edwards, Stanford's going to be more organized uh, and cover for us and keep this game under. All right. What's the next one, Chad? All right, now we'll uh, hop over to the Big Ten. Um, first game is going to be Purdue going to Wisconsin um, on the money line. We like Purdue to win this one on the money line. Um, I believe they're getting a little bit of plus money here. And I think like one and a half point dogs. And then um, over the 50 and a half, you know. In this game, I, we can't really figure out why. Uh, Purdue's not favored here by a couple points. Um, Purdue's been the better team all year. They're just the more well-rounded team. And then, yeah, this total, we think it gets over the 50 and a half, you know. Um, Purdue, offensive head coach, um, they've, they've been rolling offensively. They love to score. You know, Wisconsin's just not the Wisconsin of the past here. Um, they're not stopping teams defensively. They're not controlling the games with their running game. Um, you know, they've been giving up a lot of points. They've actually, they've gone over in their last five games in a row. Um, and I, I think that we think that trend is going to continue here in this game. So what do you think about that one, Josh? Uh, and you're, you're talking about which game? With Purdue at, Purdue at Wisconsin. Money line and Wisconsin. over 50 and a half. Exactly. Uh, I don't know why Wisconsin's favorite at all. And then uh, this is not the Wisconsin defense of old. <laughs> this is Wisconsin. If you've been in the past, you, you die in the past. This is uh, 2023 Wisconsin defense, and they suck. And Coach Brown, he calls the plays. And what? He is uh, the play caller there. So he's going to figure out how to exploit that Wisconsin defense. He's trying to get that West uh, you know, title which is up for grabs this year. And the road always goes through Wisconsin, and Wisconsin got beat by Washington State, like you said. So give me Purdue over 51. Yep. Next game, we got uh, Maryland at home against Northwestern. Here we like uh, Maryland uh, to cover the 14 points. Um, definitely think they get out to a big lead here. Their offense has been rolling. Um and man, Northwestern is just a show themselves. They are coming off a bye week. So with that being said, we think that'll lead to this game getting over the 51. Um, 
but Maryland will be able to cover this one, get out to a lead, and Northwestern you know, can score some points late. But, um, man, Northwestern's just – this has not been a good team all year, and that Maryland offense is rolling at home. You know, Maryland's really a fast-starting team. They scored on that – I believe they scored on their first drive in five, their last five games in a row. Um, so, really, really fast-starting team offensively here. I think Maryland will get out to a nice little lead, and, and uh, let this one will be able to, you know, get over that 51 late here. Meaningless touchdown late in the fourth quarter. Exactly. Hey, you know, we talk about teams, developmental teams going in two year cycles. Uh, it seems like Northwest is really going to go in a three year cycle where next year it's a year, even though they, they had a lot of close losses this year, next year will be the year they, they'll say, okay, this is our year. Uh, we want to challenge for the West division title and get to the Big 12, Big 10 championship game. That's what Maryland is saying this year, but Maryland has had two like embarrassing losses in the other division. This is a year that we're supposed to be Penn State, Michigan. So that's their goal, right? So if that's your goal, you better blow out uh, Northwestern and you better show you got a little bit of defense. Uh, but with that said, we feel it's going to go over and Maryland's going to blow them out. In this scenario, uh, Maryland has a lot more talent than Northwestern in this situation. So Coach Loxley and your Maryland Terrapins uh, covering and going over the total. It's an excellent chat. Our next game, we got Minnesota on the road at Purdue, or not Purdue, Penn State, my bad. Um, yeah, and this one, we like Penn State minus the five. Man, Minnesota, they're struggling. Um, you know, everybody thought they were a lot better than they were. I think they were overvalued early for blowing out some some shittier teams. Right. Um, you know, they 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 beat Michigan State. Um, you know, that was that's their only Big Ten win at this point. They've lost to Purdue and they lost to Illinois last week. Um, you know, so I think we think Penn State's gonna win this game by a touchdown, cover the five points, and um, this one stays under. The 43, you know, in Minnesota stylistically, man, they got a good defense. They love to run that ball. Their offense is not dynamic or explosive at all. They know that. They know they have to play in low-scoring games to be competitive. Um, they've gone under their last three games in a row. Right. Uh, and, and that's all their Big Ten and all their conference games they've gone under. So I believe that that trend uh, will continue here. And they'll be 4-0 to the under in Big Ten Conference games. 100%, man. You're all over, man. I can't even add anymore. Dude, <laughs> the only thing I would add is uh, Penn State coming off an embarrassing loss. They were supposed to be good. So that was embarrassing. So they're mad. And they'll, you know, Minnesota, their six-year seniors, they're experienced. But if they're not scheme right and they don't execute, they will get beaten. Huge talent and execution mismatch over here against the state. All right. I'll let you take this game, Josh, because you were telling me before on the podcast about Ryan Day and some stuff that you heard about him saying this week. But uh, we like Ohio State minus the 29 and a half at home against Iowa and under the 50. Go ahead and elaborate on that one, Josh. Uh, yeah, Ryan Day in his press conference this week said he couldn't sleep. And that was because three years ago, uh, Iowa beat Ohio State and put in jeopardy going to the playoffs. Uh, you know, $100,000 bonuses for winning the Big Ten, even though they ended up doing it. 
and he talked about the embarrassment and how he has not forgotten, right? So he's Ohio State true and true. Urban Miles, you know, he can't leave. He's in, around that facility. He was the head coach who lost to Iowa. So talk about coaching grudge and revenge. That's why I like Ohio State minus 30. And I miss, uh, wrote it on the spreadsheet. I like it under 50. I like under the 50. Yeah, and the, the Ohio State, I think, is right now, but what I think is 29 and a half, so you can even get it under 30 right now. Okay. Probably so bet. Good. Probably want to bet that now if you're listening live. Probably we'll get to 30, 31 by tomorrow. Yeah, and in Saturday morning, people are listening Saturday morning on the podcast. Bet it right away. We, yeah. We're listening, you know, to us say that. Bet the, the 29 and the under 50 because Ohio State, again, they were embarrassed against Michigan and embarrassed last year with their defense. Their defense gave a lot of points up to Utah in the Rose Bowl and had to make that big comeback. So they were even embarrassed then about their defense. So they're making an emphasis yeah. on defense. They might not do good against Michigan or to get into the playoffs, but they will do good against a very horrible Iowa offense. Yep, and Josh thinks that defense of Ohio State is going to be amped up. We, we think Iowa is probably going to get shut out here, maybe score a touchdown. Right, but and Iowa does have a good offensive line, so they'll get up a couple runs that we love because it's going to run out the clock. It's going to run yep. the clock. Yep, yep. yep. Get a couple first downs, three first downs, and then right. sputter out and have to punt it. Exactly. We love it. Love it. All right. We have the last Big Ten game. We have your Rutgers Scarlet Knights at home coming off a of bye week playing the Indiana Hoosiers. Um, right. Here, you know, we love the corporate governance of Shiano. Right. Defensive guy. Man, he stonewalled Nebraska. I believe that was their last game. Yeah. Right. Lost a 14 to 13 game. Um, kept that one super low scoring, man. I remember uh, that was a, I, I was almost going to bet that over. Josh brought me back to the under with that, that Shiano. Right. Um, you know, I, you know, Shiano with a whole, whole week to scheme against Indiana. I got to watch them play Maryland last week. Um, we think Rutgers here is going to win this game. Um, Rutgers does suck a little bit now. Um, so we're going to take them on the money line. We're not going to trust them to cover the three. It's going to be a crazy low-scoring game under the 48, um, and Rutgers will pull out a probably a one-point win here. And, uh, and what do you think, Josh? 100%, man. I don't think I can add any more. Uh, like you say, corporate governance, we do that because fundamental analysis. They don't have it, have it in the episode notes. They don't have it in the top 10 rules of betting. Uh, who's pulling the trigger? Who's the CEO, right? You invest in Elon Musk because he is the CEO. Here, it's a coaching mismatch. Greg Schiano, uh, Bill Belichick, Nick Satan guy, NFL coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against Tom Allen, who Tom Allen uh, was never even a coordinator for one year at USF before he became head coach at Indiana. So big coaching mismatch in this situation with equal talent, you got to go Rutgers. Shiano being a Bill Belichick, Nick Satan guy, they're all about that defense, which means under for us and us making money. Oh, all right. Man. All right. 
Which next conference you want? We're go hopping to? over to the ACC, the Atlantic Coast. A ton of money. I love these picks this week. Yep. So the first game, um, we got Pittsburgh going to Louisville here. Um, another game here, we really think the wrong team is favored. Um, we're getting three points with Pitt. You know, you can definitely look to sprinkle that money line. It's only plus 115. Um, it's not really too juicy for a team that's a two-and-a-half, three-point dog. Um, so that's definitely telling you something there, too. Right. Um, you know, so I, I we, we love Pitt here plus three. Um, you know, I think Pitt wins this game, but I love that three points of insurance here for a two, three-point loss and, and still being able to cash something, one or two-point loss and get a push on that three-point loss. Um, you know, Pittsburgh had a great game last week, man. Uh, put up a ton of points. Um, running back out of Canada had himself a 350-yard day. I think Pittsburgh's going to be able to run the ball on Louisville here as well. You know, Louisville's got a backup quarterback. Malik Cunningham is out um, in concussion protocol, will not play this week. Um, and, and with that being said, we also think this one will go over the 55. Uh, you know, both teams have been scoring. Both defenses have been giving up points. And we think this is going to sneak over the 55 here. Um, Louisville's coming off a, a bye week, I believe. So they should, you know, that should help them put a little more points on the board with the scheme and, um, you know, Pitt, Pitt's been pretty, pretty successful putting points on the board all year. And I uh, think, think they'll be able to have some success against the Louisville defense. So what do you think about that one, Josh? Yeah. Uh, the guy, uh, the head coach over there at uh, Louisville, he came over from Appalachian state. He has not uh, recruited the level of talent that a lot of people thought he was going to do. And then in this situation with equal talent, I made a lot of money with Pat Narduzzi, the 425. He coached for D'Antonio, who coached for Nick Satan. So they run that same defense, same style. Uh, they collude with each other to get guys into the NFL. So I like Pitt in this situation and agree with everything you said. This is not a call. Chad and I can disagree, and we do disagree a lot. So the fact that we do agree, uh, it's not just automatic. All right. What's the next game we're going to tackle in the SEC, Chad? Next game we're going to go after is we're going to go your Duke Blue Devils, not the basketball team, uh, against on the road at Miami. Uh, they're getting 10 points here, which I can't even understand why. Right? They, you know, played – they've been covering all their games for me all year. They covered for us last, last game. Only lost to North Carolina by three points, who beat Miami. Right. Um, you know, so Duke's. You know, they they got they got enough here to score to keep this one by the half point. Get Duke plus ten and a half. Um, and you know, corporate governance of Miami and Crystal Ball, he puts it on that defense. And um, you know, they cashed that under for us last week. They're a you know a team that it, you know Crystal Ball as a favorite, as a double digit favorite, is not type of guy that his style of play and what he is trying to do right he's a guy that's looking to cover he's a defensive guy he's gonna put it on the defense um so yeah i think with all that being said 59 for this game is a very high total i uh, don't think it's gonna get there at all you know we're, we're over the the key number of 56 with the whole 
with a whole field goal. And uh, definitely think, you know, Duke is just is a very undervalued team here. Um, you know, betting this game blindly, a lot of betters are going to, oh, it's Miami. You know, it's right. Duke. Duke sucks. You know, well, this is the best team Duke's had since Daniel Jones, um, you know, six, seven years ago. So, um, you know, with that being said, I think Duke is very undervalued in the betting market. They have been all year. I, I mean, I think this year I've only lost one Duke bet. Um, right. I believe I'm five and one. Uh, the only game I think I did lost was the Duke Georgia Tech. I had Duke on the money line of that one, and they lost heartbreaker in overtime by three. That's the only game they haven't covered for me. So um, very undervalued team here. I think this is a market inefficiency, and there's a lot of value with Duke. Yeah, I, I got nothing to add because what I've done is I bet blindly what you've done, Duke, and it's worked out because you studied Duke. You're the Duke guy, man. So thank you very much for making me money. On those <laughs> yeah. man, yes, sir. All right, next game. Uh, we got Boston College, um, you know, a team that uh, has been struggling, has some good wins, man. They they definitely are one of the one of the bottom bottom teams in the ACC, um, but they've shown some spurts of, of of good play this year. They're on the road at Wake Forest, and in this one, we like uh, we like Boston College here to be able to cover the twenty one points, and we think this one will stay under. Um, under the 60 here. You can go ahead and elaborate on this one, Josh. What are, you, what are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, coming off the bye is the reason I think BC will be able to cover halfly coach with Ryan Day. He was on that staff. They got beat by Iowa, uh, but he did so well as the recruiter that he got the job at Boston College. This is now, I think, the third or fourth year there at Boston College. Let me look at this real quick. Uh, what year is this guy in? But he's got you got your feel still out. Feel still, man. God bless him. Man. He does a great job. Yeah. Got him a thank you note. Know. Chance on the cover of that one? But no, we got again. We got to take. Uh, Phil has to pay him. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was a defensive coach for the San Francisco 49ers and and Lynch, right? He coached at Cleveland, Tampa Bay. Uh, he's at, yeah, he's in his third year. So by this year, he needs to be showing progress. He needs to be showing progress coming off the bye. Uh, uh, Wake Forest is one of the top developmental teams. You got Blue Bloods, which is Alabama, which is LSU, which is USC, which is Ohio State, Michigan, and then you have Wake Forest, which they have to develop yeah. players. They have a lot of four or five year seniors there. So they're not world beaters. They're just very well skilled, very well coached, uh, and anything can happen. So Boston College really is equal amount of talent. And, you know, Coach, Coach Halfley being an uh, offensive guy, uh, we look for him to control the game with his offensive line because that slow mesh and those different, you know, wing tees and different, you know, every single time uh, Wake Forest runs the series, it's a whole different off. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Watch out. Probably watch out. Big offensive linemen have to control the ball. And, and Boston College will have the best athlete on the field in Zay Flowers. Right. Um, dude is dynamic. You know, he – he it could get loose one time here and just, you know, backdoor cover this game by himself. 
Um, very, very explosive. Break down. Very, very, you know, Clemson was able to keep him in check, you know, but, um, you know, that defense is a lot, a lot better than the Wake Forest defense. I think Zay will have some success here, um, you know, against the, the Wake Forest defense. Enough yeah, here to, to cover the 21 for Boston College. Um, then going into our last ACC game, um, Clemson is at home against Syracuse. I have been against Syracuse. Syracuse 14 in the nation, that's a joke. If you believe right. in that ranking, that is um, – you know, I've been against Syracuse all year. You know, NC State, they beat them last week. They didn't have a Leary or Leary at quarterback. They were That was a banged-up NC State team playing their backup quarterback, had some injuries on defense. Um, you know, Clemson is, is, is getting on the right foot. You know, they're getting ready for their playoff form here to go to that college football playoff. Um, we like Clemson here to, to handle Syracuse. Um, and, uh, the, what are we doing? The total over, oh, 50. Yeah. This total is low at 50. Um, you know, Syracuse might be able to score here. I think, you know, we're, you're looking at a 30. A 38 to 14, a 38 to 17 game here. Um, we I like Clemson a lot in this spot. Syracuse is a team that I have really, really uh, been waiting to fall apart. They are a fake undefeated, and they I think will get exposed by Clemson this week. 100% agree with all that. Uh, Syracuse beat Clemson a few years back, and Dabble hasn't forgotten. So that's almost the same as Brian Day, right? And same type of guy, Ryan Day, Dabble Sweeney. Uh, Ryan Day's gotten teams to the playoffs, won a national title, did he? Or at least he comes close. He always beating Michigan. So Dabble Sweeney, Ryan Day, same guy. They don't forget. They they just pound teams that they have beaten them in the past. And it starts during summer and spring, you know, where they hire the private detectives and they study the team that have beat them in the past all summer hitting into fall so you're going to see the fruits of that labor and what chad just said what's the next game we're going to tackle uh that wraps us up in the acc hopping over to the big 12. uh this first big 12 game is oklahoma state um at home against texas um here we like oklahoma state man the home dog gets seven points here. Seems like a, a lot of points here for the team that uh that uh they, they won the Big Twelve last year, right? Um, I believe so. I gotta check. Yeah, because they played I always Big get it confused because there's Notre Dame. It, it came down to that last play of that championship last year with Baylor and Oklahoma State on that fly sweep. I always forget who tackled, but I think Oklahoma State stopped Baylor one yard short of the goal line. It came down to that last play. I always forget. But yeah, Oklahoma State here. Getting seven points, man. Gotta like that home dog in this spot, man. They're they they're the defending Big Twelve champs. Getting seven points at home, um, coming off a heartbreaking loss. You've gotta like them to bounce back, I mean, at least cover the spread. And then yeah, um, yeah, and it, it is at six. We're gonna buy the full point here, up to seven. Get it up to that key number. And uh, you know, 60 in this one just seems a little low. Um, you know, both these teams are very good offensive teams. Um, they're both going to run a fast, high-tempo offense. They're going to get a, both get a lot of offensive plays off in this one. And, I mean, the Big 12 trend this year, man, we've been seeing a lot of games go over for this game to only be at 60. You know, I think 
you know, I think both teams here get into the 30s. So I, I really like this one to get over in uh, Oklahoma State to be able to cover this spread at home. Right. And, and I just looked it up uh, before we get into the last couple of games here. Uh, they lost to Baylor 16 to 21, but they went ahead and they beat Notre Dame in the bowl game. So they got to a New Year's Six bowl game. They were 12 and 2 last year. This, you know, Texas is not that good, right? So Texas is not that good, and it's not the house's money or our money. So we're going to keep betting those big 12 overs, which is traditionally the case. You see the totals get higher. They haven't this year. So we're going to keep pounding it until we lose. All right. That's your Oklahoma State. Those are the last few games here, Chad. All right. Um, moving on, we got Kansas State on the road at TCU. Um, and this is another one here. Uh, you know, TCU is coming off a really, really hard fought battle against Oklahoma State. Um, might be a little banged up from that one. Kansas State's coming off the bye week here. They're very fresh. They've been game planning. They watched TCU play Oklahoma State um, last week. So we like Kansas State getting four points coming off the bye. Definitely think this is an upset alert for TC, the undefeated TCU. And um, once again, the total is only 54 and a half. I mean, you look, you look at, you know, TCU games this year. I mean, right. they scored 43, 38, 55, 42, 59, 38. So, I mean, 54 and a half. We're under the key number of 56. I, 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 this is very similar to uh, the Oklahoma State game, but I mean, it's not 60, it's even 54 and a half. I think this one might be even more high scoring. So, definitely liking this over here. Uh, what are your thoughts, Josh? Yeah, no, and, and God bless. Yeah, God bless uh, Lance Leopold. God bless Chris Kleiman. The same type of coaches who won NEIA titles, Division II titles, FBS titles, and now they're in Division, you know higher level division one and they're covering for us and making money year after year doing more with less with less talent they figure out a way to stay close in this game and pull out a few as kansas state you know they beat oklahoma they pulled out a lot of upsets same thing with kansas so love that pick and love the over because they got they got to score points to win that means over for us nice nice love this week love how things are playing out and our hard work we've put in, the fruits of our labor is going to bear fruit tomorrow for us and for the faithful, uh, growing college football audience. Mm -hmm. What's the next game, Chad? Next game is uh, West Virginia at Texas Tech here. And uh, I'll let you elaborate on this pick, Josh. You can go ahead. It's We like West Virginia plus the five against Texas Tech. And another one to get over, over the 65. Right. Uh, West Virginia, JT Daniels getting the offense rolling. They played a lot of close games. Uh, both teams have equal amount of rest. Texas Tech does not have a great defense. Uh, their coach is doing better. They pull up some upsets this year. Uh, it's a big game for both teams. I love Neil Brown, the head coach at West Virginia. This is just going to be crazy. Uh, game with equal talent on both sides, right? So six is too many points. West Virginia recover. Uh, both defenses were down in the second half, and we're going to keep betting the 12, big 12 unders until we lose. Overs, overs. 
overs, Big 12 overs until we lose. Yeah. <laughs> Next game, we got Kansas Jayhawks, not the basketball team, on the road at uh, the Baylor Bears. Um, here, you know, Kansas has – Really been a you know a solid team covered all year for us, so we're gonna they've, keep betting Kansas. They've they've been covering all year by that half point. Um, get them plus ten and a half, and once again, a, you know, a, a total under sixty, a fifty-eight point total. And you mean you heard it what Josh just said about the last game. So I mean, with that, we're going with the over. Exactly, it's not the house's money or our money. We're eighty percent with the overs, so we're gonna keep pounding the overs. Makes sense. You never had blind. It makes sense. Again, Lance Leopold made us a lot of money at Buffalo. Remember that? Yeah, we were like, oh, bet Buffalo. Lance yep. Leopold, <laughs> he did a great job over there uh, with Buffalo and, and in the Mac, covering for us. And now he's covering for us like crazy at Kansas. So we're going to, it's it's our money, not house's money. Kansas plus 11 over 58. Yep, yep. All, All right. right. Getting to the SEC, the last power five. Yes, sir. Um, first game, we got Texas A&M on the road at South Carolina. And we like, you know, Jimbo Fisher here to cover this, this three points. Um, you know, Texas A&M is coming off. Of we already eight. did the SEC, so we're good with the SEC. We'll recap. No, we, we didn't did we? do the SEC. No, we haven't done the SEC yet. Okay. We did Pac-12, Big Ten, ACC, and Big 12. Okay. It's our, it's our last power five to cover. Um, yeah, so Texas A&M minus three under the 45. Uh, Texas A&M coming off that uh, bye week. Tough last game was a tough loss to Alabama. Almost got them. Um, you know, South Carolina is also coming off a bye week here. But, yeah, I think, you know, Texas A&M here has got, I mean, their recruiting dollars. They're, I mean, the, right. the I mean, million dollars per recruit. Their boosters, you know, here, the, the money Texas A&M here is tough, tough for South Carolina to compete with. Um, you know, so, I, you know, that defense, Texas A&M has been a low-scoring team all year. Um, you, th you think Texas A&M pulls this one out, covers a three in a low-scoring game under the 45? Right. You know, give them Fisher's won a national title. He uh, has all that talent uh, coming off a of bye. He has more talent than South Carolina. So they should win that game. Uh they're building that defense at Texas A&M. Defense has played well all year. I don't think they really played bad or let games get out of control like Alabama did against Tennessee. So Texas A&M defense has played well. South Carolina's offense sucks. So that's it. Under 45, Texas A&M minus three. All right. Very, very exciting. Then all right. Next, next game we got LSU. In Death Valley, very tough place to play at home against Ole Miss. Man, another undefeated that, you know, we think's going down. Um, you know, it's that time of year, man. You know, TCU, Ole Miss, these, these teams got to go and play these tough games, get knocked off. So, you know, LSU seemed seem to get their offense rolling. That offense has had a few games this year where they've struggled. They looked really good against Florida. Um, Brian Kelly, right, their corporate governance, he's an offensive coach. So, you know, Keep, you know, that, that leads us to believe that offense is figured out and they're going to get that offense rolling at home here. We like LSU on the money line to pull it out. And, uh, with, you know, two dynamic offenses right now, offensive coaches. We like this one to get over the 65. 100%. 100%. Uh, it's going to be a really good game. 
you nailed it. You nailed it. You got it. I couldn't add anything to that. All right, next game. We got uh, Bama at home against Mississippi State. Saban is coming off that loss of Tennessee. He has been grinding his guys all week. If Mississippi State scores a one point on us this week, you're all going getting sent to FCS schools. I'll put you in the portal. That's what he told them. So, yeah, here we like Bama here to uh, come out and cover this 21 points back at home, coming off a, a loss to Tennessee. They're going to pound Mississippi State here. Yeah. Uh, and keep this one under the 61, right? We got a defensive coach in Saban, and he right. has made a goal to his defense and said, shut this team out. This is a high, leech, high-powered offense. They get this hype offensively. Let's show them what we can do. So with that right. being said, Bama's going to cover this 21 points, and it's going to stay under the 61. I know, exactly. And, and you know, Satan and Belichick are best friends. And Belichi stops his offense, this uh, air raid, right? He stops it with Detroit, rush three, drop eight, uh, four, two, five, kind of bring in a fourth rusher to get pressure on the quarterback, disguise coverages. And again, the common thing, right? Dabble Sweeney, uh, Day at Ohio State, and now Nick State in Alabama. These are elite coaches that you just, that just doesn't happen, right? They think differently. And anybody that gets over on them once, they want to kill them next time. And coming off a loss, I believe Alabama, since the first year Nick Satan was at Alabama, have been undefeated and covered the spread after a loss. So unless things have changed, because, you know, if you've been in the past, you die in the past. Unless things have changed, you'll see a ferocious Alabama defense and uh, they'll score over 30 points on them and not let them score. So we'll cover the 21 points. Yes, sir. Last game in the SEC. We are going to Mizzou, to Columbia, Missouri. You've been I there. Have been there a couple times. Um, playing Vanderbilt, man. Vanderbilt is just – they suck. They're a terrible team offensively and defensively. You know, you got Mizzou here. You got an offensive coach. Um, I believe them. Are they coming off the bye? Yeah, Mizzou's coming off a bye. Um, Vanderbilt got smacked by Georgia last week. So taking Mizzou minus the 14 at home, coming off the bye, playing the worst team in the SEC. And um, I think this total gets over the 49 and a half. Very low total. Um, I could see Mizzou here scoring 42 to 49 them damn selves. So, um, you know, you don't – for this game to get over, you don't need much out of Vanderbilt. You know, we bet the Vanderbilt-Georgia over last week, and me and Josh said we needed a field goal out of Vandy. Um, if we get a field goal, we're going to get over. And the total was 56-and-a-half, and Georgia won 55-0. We didn't get our field goal. Um, so this game, you know, I think Vanderbilt doesn't get shut out here. I think they'll score, you know, 10 to 14 and uh, that will be plenty to get this game over the 49 and a half. Right. What are your thoughts, Josh? Yeah, Eli Durkowitz, 2019, went 13 and one at App State. So he said 2020, 2021. Now he's been his third year. He has to show something. He hasn't shown anything. He has uh, 
a horrible Vanderbilt team coming in there whose wins really don't count, like against Hawaii. And then they've been blown out by any halfway legitimate team. Yeah, they they and also to add, Mizzou does not have an SEC win yet, um, so you would think that they would make sure they handily win this one. Right, and I don't think um, Vanderbilt's had an SEC win in a few years, so big game. It's a real big game for Missouri and, and coaches. Right, any legitimate coach wants to win games they are supposed to win. Those are their Super Bowl games, right? Games against Alabama, what can you do? Right? Games against Georgia, what can you do? And they almost beat Georgia. But, you know, he gets a pass. He doesn't get a pass against Vanderbilt. He loses this game, most likely he's fired. Oh. Right, and the last game is going to be the Cincinnati game. Yeah, you want to – we got the four AC, AAC picks. You want to go through all of them or just the Cincy? Oh, yeah, let me put them in the spreadsheet. Go ahead and give them to me. Uh, we got Cincy Moneyline. Right. We got Navy plus three and a half over 50 and a half against Houston. Okay. And then we'll, let me know when you're ready. Yeah, I got Navy plus three and a half. And what's the total? Over 50 and a half. Over 50 and a half. All right. Then Memphis plus seven and a half at Tulane. Memphis. Seven and a half at Tulane. In total, uh, we didn't. We're not playing that total. Okay. And then ECU plus five, the home dog against you can't finish, and over sixty three. Josh likes this one to be a shootout. Right, and I'll go over them as we uh, after I get them in. I want to make sure they're in the spreadsheet. Uh, you know, place these wagers right after the podcast. All right. And that's it. Yep. All right. So Navy, good offense, very efficient offense. Houston has been off this year. Holgerson is a premier offensive coach. Uh, so you'll see him go over, uh, even though it's going to be the triple option. Triple option's gone over uh, this year with Air Force, with Army, and Navy, right? Things have changed after COVID. I don't know the way uh, tackling's been practicing the Oklahoma drill. So these teams are going over now. Uh, so Houston's defense has been awful. I don't see them uh, getting better in Navy. And the Italo Lolo is offensive guy. So give me Navy plus three and a half over 50 and a half. Then you got Memphis. Memphis just has a talent advantage over Tulane. Tulane has a third string quarterback. So I want to know <laughs> what I don't know. So I'm hesitant, right? What well, I don't know. I did some research, did reading on it. Um, you know, the advocate, New Orleans advocate, I read that. I read the Memphis commercial appeal, and I have no earthly idea why this is seven and a half, but we'll take it, right? We got a whole other slate. We got 22 other games <laughs> to make up whatever happens in this game, got equal amounts on each game. So it's Memphis plus seven and a half. And then ECU, there I was told, I went to the University of South Florida. Uh, I was told by people, in the football uh, department, athletic department, and super fans that ECU is going to be pretty good, pretty talented this year. And they've been right. Uh, they should have been uh, North Carolina State. They've been in, in every game. They're more of a developmental program, but their coach like Lance Leopold and Chris Kleiman 
their coach has won lower division titles, right? So he knows how to do less with more scheme and make adjustments during the season. And they have a four-year starting quarterback in Allers. So all that leads us, all that research we did, uh, we did the preview podcast with the American where we talked about ECU. Give me ECU plus five or 63, kind of pending that field goal kicker. Field goal kicker is good, but in the clutch, he sucked. So he hits a few field goals. He'll get the silver. Any objections, Chad? No, I like it. I'm with you, man. I, I love Cincy on the money line. I love it, man. I think SMU is – I mean, I've watched them play multiple times. Their defense is just not good. Um, right. Navy, Navy was going up and down on them. Um, you know, so – I like Cincy to win it, man. I like I like Navy plus three and a half here, man, at home. I think they could really win that game, getting a, getting a field goal um, in a game that they could win and that over. Um, you definitely think that both teams will, you know, will score. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, Memphis plus seven and a half, we both can't figure that one out. That's that's right. all in touchdown at Tulane. I mean, they, they could pull that. They could win that game outright. So I love getting – love the points there. And then, yeah, man, ECU at home. Um, this is a huge game for them. You know, this is a game that, you know, puts them at the top of the AAC. This is kind of a program changing win. Um, you know, UCF's a, you know, really, you know, really good, you know, really good team, top team um, in, in American, you know, Miles on spoke big, big things of the UCF this year, thinking they can go to the playoffs and stuff. So, you, you know, you know, kids hear that stuff, you know, these kids heard that. Right. You know what they 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 want to want to take them out. So you know, I think it's going to be a really really close competitive conference game. Right. So you know, taking the home dog here, and yeah, I mean, this is going to be a shootout, man. ECU needs to score points to beat UCF. They 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 need to put points on the board. So definitely think this is going to be a high scoring game. Hundred percent, hundred percent, love it, man. So what are your final thoughts on this game? I'm really really excited about it, man. You know. I think we've made some adjustments. I mean, this is probably the most overs we've ever picked in an NFL or a college day, but I mean, that's the trend, you know, you're seeing, you know, last week, I mean, so many games um, are, are, are getting over late. And I, I think we're going to continue to see, um, you know, those, those big 12 overs, um, you know, and, and, you know, just coming in this week. I mean, that, that's kind of the biggest thing that the biggest trend that I'm seeing is just the amount of games that went over last week. Right. And, um, you know, I think, you know, we, we, we kind of saw that, uh, we didn't have a terrible week with the totals, but, um, definitely, I think, you know, we learned from that. We reflected on it. We made some adjustments and I, I, man, I, we got a big, you know, there's, there's 40 picks here. Um, it's a big board, a lot of volume, a lot of arbitrage. Right. Uh, so, you know, I think think we, we're going to be able to pull out, pull out some good profits, some good money, um, you know, out of, out of the, this, 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 this board today. So, yeah, no, and we learned from our mistakes, right? So 52.5% is break even, 59% you can live in Vegas on sports betting. And we were 61.4 last week. And if you take out the, uh, 61.4 last week. And if you take out the Mountain West, which we took out this week, we were at 63%. So love for us to be 70, 80% this week, make ourselves and everybody in the audience a lot of money. No need to pay action sports. $1,000 for 
for all the information we packed in <laughs> in this podcast today. That's why the podcast keeps growing. Uh, we get a lot of messages. Feel free, uh, Podbean, if you you know can hear us on Podbean, make sure I get the sound or Instagram. Make sure you ask questions, and you don't have to pay that money to anybody for picks. And then you'll find you'll get information, collaborate with us to give us information we could use because we don't know everything, right? So it's it's not uh, philanthropy or religion. Once when you give one in anything you do in life, when you give one freely, you always get ten back. And like Winston Churchill said, you make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESBC podcast network. That's why this one goes cost $800 and that goes to us. And I don't know what that cost, I'm just shaking the work. That's why I'm working with the